Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where we two friends of a ladylike persuasion watch movies, movies that Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes think failed. Yes. If they thought of anything of them at all. If they even bothered to think about them at all. And we, Megan, we pick these beautiful gems up off the ground, dust them off a bit and say, are they really so bad? And what's so wrong with being bad? Sometimes bad can be oh so sweet and good. Yeah, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's entertaining. Sometimes it's just terrible. Sometimes it's just terrible. But Megan, Hmm. let's be honest with ourselves. The critics often like pieces of shit too. So we try to exact a little entertainment justice from time to time and take these poor, abused, beleaguered, sometimes misidentified movies and say, hey, you're better than they said you were. Or hey, you're exactly what they said you were. But we still found some joy in you. And every once in a while, no, no, bad Mm -hmm. movie, bad, no. Exactly. Crank, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Ugh. So I guess I'm not over that. No. Who could be? It's, it's. <sighs> we'll watch Jason stay at the movie again. Mm. We will. We'll get yeah, there. At some point. <laughs> Once forgiveness has entered our hearts. It's not for him. You know, it's for us. The important, mm-hmm. like, the forgiveness is so that we can move through our lives once again with joy and lightness. We yeah. don't forgive for them. It's so no. we can be happy. It's because we don't want to carry around that uh, hate in our hearts, and it just makes us better people. And because I want to watch The Transporter. Also because you want to watch The Transporter, and he's in it. Remember, he's in it. He is, I know, but I also (laughs) watched him do a thing with a shotgun that I don't like. Yeah. And other things. Yeah, we'll have to wait a little bit. So, Megan. Yes, Amber. Childhood is tough. It is. It's it's a it's a hard place to be, you know. It's a weird time. Hormones, if you have to move, like that's oh, can be really hard. And just the concept of it all. You know, you have so little power mm-hmm. and yet simultaneously you sort of run your parents' lives. So so oh, much of yeah. their adult lives is, is around, about, and a consequence of the presence of children who themselves have so little power to affect their realities. Parents can just pick up and move them to a new town. Oh, your friends, they're gone. Make new ones. Yeah. That's just life, baby. Oh, there's a monster under your bed? I don't fucking think so. Monsters don't exist. They're not real. Some shit has gone wrong in this house. Well, I didn't do it, and your father didn't do it, so you obviously did it. So you did it. Mm Mm-hmm. It is hard to be a kid. It is hard enough in this world where magic doesn't exist. But Megan, in a world where magic does exist... Mm Mm-hmm. It is basically like being gaslit 24-7. Yes. Yes. What did we watch today? We watched Little Monsters. Oh, Little Monsters. Megan, Mm. what year is this movie from? Because there are actually two Little Monsters. (laughs) Never. Never, ever. You can't make me. You're a terrible monster of a person yourself. Mm -hmm. This is the 1989 Little Monsters. This sweet, sweet baby came out when I was six years old and I watched it. Many, many times. Yes. I so, watched it quite a few times when I was little, too. was a frequent VHS rental at Old Coffins. Sorry, that was the name uh, of the video rental place, Coffins. It's kind of upsetting, I know, but it was, it was called Coffins. Yeah, we went to Casa Video. Yeah. That seems more whimsical than, I'm going to go to Coffins, mm-hmm. get some kids' movies and video games. Yeah. Maybe some candy. Maybe. I wasn't allowed to have candy. Let's not play. Don't be silly. 
Megan, I grew up on this movie. I love this movie. I was terrified by this movie. Oh, this movie is terrifying and, and even more so as, as an adult. adult. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Yes. It's not just the imagery and the, the basic subject matter, which itself, very scary. Yeah. And, and especially the end of the movie, some of the monster designs, the things that happen, the bad guys, scary. But the true terror in this film is the fucking sixth grade main character, Brian, played by Fred Savage. That kid yeah. is a monster. Yeah. Talking about little monsters, it was him. It was him, it was him the whole time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Start to finish. This kid is savage. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. but cold. Uh-huh. Uh-huh savage i know and it's rated pg keep that in mind folks as we're talking about this movie it might not have like like that much violence or certainly nudity or anything like that but it's got words and it's got like these ideas that are they're truly terrifying truly terrifying not really something i would want for children and certainly not something i would want them to identify with or learn from and megan Let's be honest, this falls under children's horror movies. This can join the pantheon of Return to Oz from a subject matter and imagery standpoint. Mm -hmm. So let's let's get into this. This is one of my favorites as a kid. Yeah. Now I watch it and I'm thinking, holy shit. Yeah, I shouldn't have watched that. I shouldn't have watched that when I was 11. And yet I'm still glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, you know what? I mean, this is like the, the, I feel like Jim Henson had this thing of like, you know, kids should be a little bit scared sometimes. It's good for them. Oh, no, I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. It's all the other stuff that's in it that makes me very sad. Oh, yes. But my brain didn't notice any of that. No, why would it at at a young age? Although to a certain extent, it kind of did. Okay, Megan. Yes, Amber. It is time to play our time-honored game, which is only entertaining to you and you alone. Witches, 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 witch. Yay, my favorite. This one should be a bit easier. Okay. Uh, Once again, two of them have cheated off of each other. Cool. Uh, But we have Amazon, Metacritic, IMDb, and Amber all offering you quick little summaries to see if you're interested in watching this film. Okay. I noticed that Metacritic's missing there, Amber. Did I not say Metacritic? Well, isn't there not Meta? Is I said it- I thought I said Amazon, Metacritic, IMDb, and Amber. Oh, maybe you didn't. I got. I may not have said that. You it's may possible. have said that. Sorry. Yeah, I. I never mind. Sorry. No, that's me. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll catch it in the playback. Yes, it's fine. Are you? I prepared? thought there wasn't a, but there's still a thing for Metacritic. Yeah, it there's still no- exists. It's, oh, it's a TBD. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I'll stop interrupting now. <laughs> I'm ready. It's cool. It's fun to have stuff to edit out. Megan. <laughs> You're the worst. I'm the worst. <laughs> Megan. Yes, Amber. Are you prepared to play which is which is which is which? Yes, I am. We shall begin then. A boy discovers an incredible and gruesome world of monsters under his bed. The end? Oh, yes, that was it. Okay. A number two. A boy discovers an incredible and gruesome world of monsters under his bed. Wow. Okay. A number three. Brian, Fred Savage, is a sixth grader who recently moved to a new town, who finds and befriends Maurice, Howie Mandel, the monster under Brian's bed. Will Brian and Maurice have a lot of fun making mischief? 
Things turn serious when Brian's brother gets kidnapped! Exclamation point. And the fourth and final. Okay. Sixth grader Brian has just moved to a new town and is having trouble making friends and dealing with his parents' troubled marriage. When he learns the monster under the bed is real, rather than running scared, he traps, tortures, and befriends him. Maurice, the monster, introduces Brian to a magical world hidden in the shadows, where monsters who were once children themselves perpetrate nightly acts of sadistic mischief with no purpose beyond causing pain and badly damaging the relationships between parents and their children. When his young brother is kidnapped as a direct result of his selfish choices, Brian enlists and endangers several other children in an attempt to avoid consequences for his actions. Well, I mean, that last one was so very, so very encompassing of all that we talked about. I feel like that one could only be you. I don't know how you can tell these things, Megan. Yes. God, what mm-hmm. gives me away? <laughs> I thought I was getting right. better at this. All right. I think it's Amazon, IMDb, Metacritic, you. Megan, I'm sorry. No. IMDb, Amazon, Metacritic, you. Ooh. No. Metacritic and, and IMDb cheated off each other? They did, yes. Really? Yes, they did. This is, that I think is... that's what happened last time. I think Metacritic and IMDb are the ones oh. who are most likely to cheat off of each other. Okay, I, I, I got that in, I, I Which got I, that reversed in my head. I could absolutely be wrong about that. I, I'm just so used to Amazon amusing me in some, some way, shape, or form. Yes, true. I do enjoy the, well, Brian and Marie's have a lot of fun making mischief. You mean... You mean the doing they do terrible uh-huh. things to children who then get blamed for those terrible things? Mm-hmm. Things only turn serious when his brother gets kidnapped. And why is he kidnapped? Because Brian's been up to some shit with some fucking monsters. Yes, absolutely. Holy monkeys! Uh, I'm I'm failing, Amber. I'm failing again. It's probably my fault. You know, I'm probably doing something to mislead you in some fashion, but I guess that's sort of what my job is on Witches, 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 Witch. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, everybody. I've let us down. Are you ready to talk about the critics, Megan? I am, Amber. So what did the Metacritic say? Yeah, uh, there's only one review up on here. Uh-oh. Uh, from the Los Angeles Times. It scored it a 70. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, huh. The, the, the little blurb that they have claims there's sweetness and whimsicality in its fantasy but there's also a fair amount of gross out humor that seems designed to delight the nearly pubescent even while it distresses their parents some of it is actually funny if you still have a little brattiness left in your brat skeller i don't know what a brat skeller is i don't know either but that they actually quoted that exact quote on uh rotten tomatoes too sweetness and whimsy huh Mm-hmm. Okay. It's got heart, is what one of them says as well. Oh, sure. Uh, and yeah. then there's only two other two user reviews, so there is no aggregated score for this movie. Uh, on, it's old. They didn't yeah. bother. Yeah, we've got on the tomato meter is 44 for the critics and 62 for the audience. Okay, so they did not like it. Why, Megan? Why didn't they like this? Yeah. So I mean, um. People, um, well, some people said uh, this movie was the reason Howie Mandel's career ended, which it didn't really. But like, wow, that's maybe, mean. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a little bit mean. Um, uh, yeah, it, it. People said it pained them to watch a dismal disaster. Yeah, a lot of people just feel like it, it missed its mark. 
um, in terms of like what it was trying to do. Yeah, what what, what did they think its mark was? I don't. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, because the people who liked it actually said things like a, def- a, um, a definite gateway f- title for blossoming horror fans, and oh, the rave review of passable kitty flick. Hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, for a movie about monsters, this flick has a bit of heart. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. I just, I want to note to those who said that this ruined Howie Mandel's career. This movie came out in 1989. In 1990, he was the voice of Gizmo in Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Yeah, I think How ruined was his career at that point, okay? He just did just fine. Thank you very much. He was doing so well. Mm-hmm. Well, Megan, I don't know what to say to the critics on this one. I, my first instinct as someone who loved this as a child is to just say, no, I don't care what you have to say. This movie is wonderful. As an adult who watched this movie, I know I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. This is a bad movie. Yeah. It's a bad, bad movie. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's, yes. Uh-huh. But not, not because it's it's poorly made necessarily, not because the effects are ridiculous, even by 80s standards, or the costuming is slapdash and upsettingly bad Mm -hmm. but because the content megan content is reprehensible the messaging is just upsetting and all of it everybody is a garbage monster except for a couple of people and those Mm -hmm. people are dragged into the garbage monsterness of everybody else and Mm -hmm. suffer consequences for it but then nobody really suffers any consequences and somehow the moral of the story is yeah wasn't this beautiful and magical? And the music, the music is trying to push the that music, narrative so hard. The music is 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 just, it's wild and it fights with the movie and it like supports the movie in weird places. It is telling you a very different story than the movie is. There's a cognitive dissonance to the attempt at creating kind of a whimsical story of mischief mm-hmm. when ultimately you're dealing with just toxicity, gaslighting, abuse, lack of trust, and true horror, true true circumstantial horror, and then sociopathic levels of selfishness and privilege and delight in the misery of others. Mm -hmm. And that's on, we're talking about the monsters, but also the children, and Mm. the adults are not that much better. No, the adults are painted terribly. and But yeah, our, our, our main protagonist is, is, we've said it, the most chilling aspect of this movie. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it, Megan. Yes. We've, you know, we, we've laid down pieces of it. This family of four moves to a more rural setting from the city. Main yeah. character, Brian, played by Fred Savage, is not happy with it. No. Having trouble making friends. He's resenting it kind of holding it together but he's also getting up in the middle of the night to eat disgusting sandwiches and watch smut television and then lying about it however Mm -hmm. he's also getting blamed for some other random stuff that's happening around the house that he is definitely sure he's not responsible for but a hundred percent getting blamed for that he lied two seconds before denying these other things you can understand where his parents are coming from Oh, sure. In the movie, you're not even really sure, at least at first, if he'd done this shit. Like, he lied about it. We saw him do some, some, um, you know, 
sketchy shit. And uh, and we also he's got a younger bro- brother played by his actual younger bro- brother, Ben Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know what this guy is up to either. So could have been Eric, but Eric seems like a goody two shoes. Yeah, he seems a little goody two shoe. But yes. Meanwhile, our two adults. Yes. We have Daniel Stern playing Glenn Stevenson, the father, and mm-hmm. Margaret Witten playing Holly Stevenson, the mother. We yes. learn while Brian is up making his peanut butter and onion sandwich and overhearing their argument that they're unhappy with each other. Yeah. They're, uh, they're really kind of struggling. He has a two-hour commute to a job he hates. Now, Megan, we, we couldn't determine whether or not it was two-hour one-way or two-hour cumulatively. Right. That yeah. matters. Yeah, it really does. That's actually going to yeah. haunt me. Because if it's yeah. two hours one way, holy shit. It, it, it couldn't be, right? It couldn't be. Because that would be, be four hours of his day. I mean, if you think you, they lived in the city and that's where his job is, and then they moved rurally to buy like a big house and have their kids be able to bike to school and that's live true. in that small town goodness, it could easily, with traffic. It, it should be two hours, yeah. It could yeah. be. So we learn this. And then we also learn that he didn't even want to move. She was the one who wanted the mm-hmm. big house. The big house. The, and they got to fix her upper. Oh, it needs a lot of and work. All, all we, we learned so much from these two people by the way they argue together, which is they're very mean to each other and very cutting and very... Um, oh, there's so much they resentment. They just throw barbs back at each other oh. and, and blame each other for their unhappiness. Yeah. So much anger, so much resentment. It precedes the move, clearly. I think the move is sort of, yeah. sort of you know, having the anchor baby. It's the anchor sure. house. Like, mm-hmm. moving to the country will fix this all, I, I'm telling you. But you know what all it did? It, it caused a commute that, that strained the relationship even further. And now she resents that he's not home. And he's like, I can't be. I have to work and commute. She's like, but when you are here, you're not even here. And he's like, don't you think I want to be? I miss the kids. She's like, well, you're not helping with them because I have to commute and work because you decided you didn't want to work. And she's like, well, somebody needs to fix up the house. And then when you're here, you don't help me fix up the house. You just sit and watch sports and yell at the kids about where's the fucking remote. It was eaten by a monster. And then, well, it wasn't eaten by a monster. The batteries were eaten by a monster. It was stolen by a monster and then gets later returned. This doesn't matter. I just felt the need to tell you that. Thank you. He's tired. She's tired. Everybody's mad at each other. We mm-hmm. also learn that apparently he's not giving her that sweet D. Because yes, he, at one point, <laughs> accuses her of only wanting him for his paycheck. And she acerbically responds, well, I guess that's the only thing you're good for, Mr. I have a headache. Mm-hmm. So she's also there- sex starved. Yeah, there are a lot of um, they they do a lot in this movie that thing where they um, make uh, uh, lewd adult jokes under the guise of of kids won't understand it. Um, yeah, which is kind of eh, it's like I don't know. It's, I feel like that's a very low form of humor. Haha, <laughs> we'll throw this one in for the adults. I mean, at least they're making an effort. They know that adults are probably going to have to watch it with their kids at some point. I I appreciate that they're trying. I'm not sure why it has to be a sex joke. It's always a sex joke, Amber, at least in this movie. Talked about uh, uh, someone's right hand being their best friend. Talked about, uh, uh, what was it? Um, Somebody should go play with himself. Why doesn't he play with himself? Anyway, yeah, Uh, a lot of sex humor. Hmm. Not for kids. Hmm. Didn't pick up on those. Yeah. Why didn't why doesn't boy just go play with himself, Amber? Oh, right, 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 mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. 
Okay, so we've got parents are monsters. Uh, uh, the the kid is a monster. Are there also monster monsters in this movie, Amber? I don't even. We haven't really established that the kid is a monster yet. We've simply told you the kid is a monster. Oh, For yeah. at this time, the kid is just a lonely boy. Ah, uh, yes. He's a lonely boy. His parents are fighting. He's hearing them fighting. He's kind of making his own fun. His bike gets run over. He gets grounded. He's positive he didn't do anything about it. Life is just, it's beating him down. Mm -hmm. But how does he respond? Well, first he blames his younger brother for his bike. And when his younger brother says that he didn't do it either, of course he doesn't believe him because the cycle of disbelief must continue. It must go all the way down to the family member with the least power. Consequence? Older brother throws his fucking lunch out the window. Yeah. Not only this, Megan. So he wants his brother to starve for doing a thing his brother didn't do. Mm -hmm. But the lunch hits a bully. Yeah. The bully accuses the younger brother because it's his name written on the bag. Does the right. older brother step up to protect no. his younger brother and or take responsibility for the actual thing he actually did? No, he does not. He's not that kind of brother. He lets that shit unfold. Yeah. So we're... We're starting to learn about his character. Mm -hmm. He's a liar. He eats uh, peanut butter and onion sandwiches. Doesn't stick up for his brother. Yeah. He's an engineering genius. He has he, he hooked up yeah. a silent alarm system to wake himself up with using mm -hmm. lights so that it would not alert his parents. Right. For the smut and such, yes. For the smut and the sandwiches. Smut and sandwiches. <sighs> Megan, this kid. This kid is, uh, you know, he's acting out. It's, mm -hmm. And that's fair. It's a tough situation. But what he, you know, there's a glimmer. There's a glimmer of goodness. His brother repeatedly wakes up in terror. Believes there's a monster under his bed. Yeah. So Brian agrees to sleep a shift in his room. Yeah. I mean, he's double dog dared to do it. But yes, he does agree to do it. It does take a double For dog For money dare. also as well. They I have think. to pay him money, I believe. That is true. Yeah. It's not out of the kindness of his it heart. It is 100% not out of the kindness of his heart. There is actually no glimmer of goodness. He's just doing it as a mercenary thing. And simultaneously to also prove that his brother's a stupid little jerk. Yeah. Oh, There's no yeah. such thing as freaking monsters. Yep. Yep. There is such a thing as freaking monsters. Oh, yeah. The first night he figures out that there's monsters. There's something in his room. It, mm -hmm. He gets up, goes somewhere else, gets back to the room. It's it's trashed. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying. It's terrifying. Can the light turn on, Megan? He tries to turn on the light. Does it turn on? It does not. The lights are done for. So the room has been trashed and the light can't turn on and there's no one else in the house but his parents and his younger brother. Oh my God. Yep. Yep. He sees a remote. Mm -hmm. Get ejected from the bed and then sucked back under it. Yeah, there's something there. There's absolutely something there. Something that is not easily explained. Something terrifying. Mm-hmm. So his response is, holy shit, we should tell our parents. Well, his response is, I'm not prepared for it tonight, but I'm going to prepare for it tomorrow night. Uh, tonight I will finish sleeping on the couch, but tomorrow I'm going to uh, rig the whole room in order to catch this thing. Not tell anybody. He's going to fucking catch it, Amber. So this sixth grade boy learns that monsters are real. They access his room somehow, magically, from under the bed. So he's going to trap it in there with him. He's going so far as to disable the handle of his door so it cannot escape that way. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to trap it in there with him. Oh, my God. It's... 
it's terrifying. Okay, maybe he, this is this is forethought, Amber. This is planning. Maybe maybe this is just because he hasn't seen the monster yet. You know, like it's not real to him yet. Hmm. Okay, so what happens? Like clearly the trap works. Yeah. So the movie yeah. can happen. Mm-hmm. And then he sees the monster, and then he's scared. No, he he doesn't seem to be scared. Yet. I mean, I th- he yells a little bit, just a little bit, but then he fights with the monster. Oh, but the, so then the monster is just not that scary. Amber, when this monster comes at him, he actually like ejects his eyeballs at him, and then it's super terrifying. And then pulls the eyeballs back in. He's he's like uh, he's all blue and spotted and um, te- sharp, sharp teeth. He's, yeah, it's, they're all pointed. They his uh-huh. sharp fang teeth. Yeah, and he is the size of a grown man. Yes, it's played by Howie Mandel, Amber. Okay, well, the appearance is offset by his behavior. Howie Mandel goes at this role like a manic children's host. Yes, it it has been compared to uh, Beetlejuice. Like, he's a very Beetlejuice-esque performance where he's kind of manic and and doesn't calm down and makes lewd jokes. Sure, yeah. If Beetlejuice was hiding a lot of psychological pain Mm -hmm. and was you know pg so so a lot of puns sort of gross juvenile nose picking humor and sort of amped up even higher you know beetlejuice yeah. was fast talking he wouldn't sit still he was he was gross but this is more juvenile and kind of yeah add in some stimulants yep yep just coming at you real hard yeah so ultimately seems kind of harmless he doesn't attack necessarily yeah, he just tries to scare. He doesn't even. He doesn't. Even, he doesn't even really try and scare him. Like he he does the eye thing, and then he just sort of chats with him. Mm-hmm. Jumps around the room, looks at baseball cards, and then Megan, the sun starts to rise. Yeah, the atmosphere changes. Yeah, he needs that more. Maurice is the the monster's name. Uh, needs to get back under the bed, Amber. But in in uh, Brian's whole uh, shenanigans, he's actually cut the or he's yeah he's hinged the legs of the um, bed. So there's no yeah there's no bed to like dive underneath. Yes, the right. monster came from under the bed, and under the bed he must return. He can't get out the door to find another bed to get under. Nope. It's it's a desperate situation. He is begging pleading to be allowed back under the bed and then he starts to smoke and melt and he says he's in pain and he is begging and what is brian's response to this he just watches him Mm. Mm. even more than that he says Mm. you wrecked my bike yeah yeah this this is totally deserved uh, so this a is life for a bike, Amber. That's how it. That's how it's done. It's not just cold. It's vindictive. Mm-hmm. It's calculating and vindictive. This whole thing. This whole night was his plan. Yeah. He, he watches Maurice slowly and painfully melt into a pile of clothes mm-hmm. while begging for his life. Yep. And then, after some time has passed, he lifts his bed and shoves the clothes back under. Now, Megan, yep. I, I, I have no reason to think. That he thought Maurice was anything but dead. He said, you're like a vampire. Yeah. So in his mind, he was hiding the evidence of his murder. Maurice had been clothed for like a couple, like a minute or so before he even did this. Like, it seemed like he waited till he was sure that Maurice was dead. No movement. Okay. 
Well, let's hide the evidence. Yeah, let's shove him under the bed. He was fine, though. Once he got back under the bed, he lifted that bag back up again. He was like, hey, see you around, Mm -hmm. kid. And such, uh, and and so starts the adventures, Amber, of of, uh, who knows which one's the monster? Which one's the little monster, Amber? I don't know. Both of them. Because we learn very quickly that the monsters, as you said in your summary, their whole deal is they go in and they torment uh, uh, children, sometimes by literally scaring them, sometimes by doing like uh, like pranks and stuff that definitely the kids get blamed for um, and get in trouble for their parents for, and they break shit. And they do this for what, Amber? What's the reason? No other reason. There's there's literally no reason. Uh, Shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah. Assuming so, think so. Monsters Inc. already horrifying on its own. Mm-hmm. The the concept is we scare the shit out of little kids to power our cities so that we can have smartphones and shit. Right. Um, it's clean power, Amber. Clean clean energy is the terror of children and the fact that their parents will never believe them. Haunting mm-hmm. enough on its own. But at least there was a purpose. In this, there really does not seem to be any purpose beyond the misery itself and how much fun it is for them to cause it. Just fun. As Brian is introduced to this world, he's he's brought under the bed to a world of dim staircases and red lights. and Because lights, of course, turn them into clothing and hurt them. Yes. Right. So the, the light in the underworld is very dim. And mm-hmm. there's there's pinball machines and junk food and yeah. things to break and you can be mean to the other monsters because no one cares about anyone and then oh yeah you're encouraged to be mean to the other monsters they are cruel to each cruel. other yes yes physically they are and and verbally yes yes every staircase leads up under somebody's bed and you can go anywhere and fuck with anyone one kid they just scream in his face while he's peacefully sleeping another yeah. little girl they paint her face and then paint bad words on the wall of her room and another kid they take their shoes and make muddy footprints across this pristine white carpet and then and then megan maurice excitedly informs brian that their purpose as monsters is that we're the reason kids get locked in their room we're the reasons brothers hate their sisters we're the reasons parents send their kids back to camp we do the smashing you get the thrashing Wow, that is, I mean, thinking about that as an adult listening to these words, that is, that is terrible. They are the reasons that siblings hate each other. They're the reason kids are getting hit. They're getting, they're the reason that like parents and and kids are not getting along. Kids getting locked in their rooms? Dear God. Yes, Megan. Yes. And, and and we get to see some of it. We, it's we not see. just concept. Yeah. No, it's not just concept. They show us. They show the little girl with paint on her face and like pee-pee and poo-poo written on the wall behind her getting fucking yelled at. Getting reamed. We see yeah. kid after kid after kid getting screamed at for just the stuff that it's, Maurice yeah. and Brian laughingly did together yes they the the parents threatened this little i don't know six-year-old that she's she's gonna go to military school it's 
fun and games. Uh, and the music while they're doing these things is do, 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 do. Yeah, we're doing fun stuff, making friendships. And then we're going to show the consequences that won't be ours. You little uh, shit. Do you have any idea how hard I work? Doll hair doesn't grow back. Well, then who did it? And these kids yeah. are just standing there silently with terror on their faces as they realize their parents are rage monsters who will never, ever, ever believe them. And the parents right. are looking at this kid as like, why the fuck are they lying to me and making my life so hard? The parents right. aren't doing a good job being adults. And the kids are learning, oh, trust is meaningless. And I have no control over any situation. And some crazy shit is happening in my and life where there are scary. literal monsters under the bed who walk into my room while I'm asleep and do terrible things. And I can do nothing about it. My parents won't protect me or believe me. And now they're threatening oh. to send me to fucking military school? And it is not like Brian has not had these consequences uh, placed on him. He's experienced this. He was grounded yet, for his own bike being run over. Yes. And yet he's still delighting in this shit. Wow. Because yeah. he wow, has the power Brian. now, Megan. Yeah. He's the one doling out the punishments. And it's not just any kid anywhere. Oh, no. Maurice offers him even greater temptation. Is there one kid in particular he'd like to take down a peg or two? Why, yes. Ronnie. Oh, Amber. Ronnie yeah. the bully. Megan, Ronnie the bully. What? What is the deal with Ronnie? We we know he's a bit of a blowhard. Yeah. We know he's yeah. uh, on the chubbier side. So, of course, mm -hmm. fuck that guy. Yep. And, and they mentioned that many times. Yeah. We know that he was not pleased to have a lunch thrown at his head. And that's fair. If he believed that's that that was fair. intentional, that's not fun. No, that seems he, cool. He had, he had like a big old lunch bag thrown at his head. That's, exactly. Yeah, not cool. He confronts, you know, Brian in school, gets into a tussle, and then he manages con to convince the principal that he's innocent and Brian was the aggressor. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so he's he's not great. Yeah, I mean, Brian was the aggressor in the very beginning. He uh, was. Not on, he, by throwing the lunch, but yeah, not intentionally at this guy's head. But yes, true. So, of course, the appropriate response is that given yeah. unrestricted access to this child's home while he's asleep is to replace the tuna fish in his sandwich with cat food. Yes. And the apple juice with actual piss. In a kid's movie, Amber? Yes. They did that in a PG-rated kid's movie? Yes, we watch Howie Mandel drink the apple juice and then turn around and we hear him pee into the jar and turn around with frothy yellow beverage. But Amber, we don't see the consequences of this, so we just know that this is happening and ha ha ha. Well, Megan, from everything we've learned of Brian, would he pass up a chance to watch his sadism in action? He would not. Mm. Uh, yeah. And and Brian, I think, at this point is going, like, he's he's starting to go a little, uh, just, he's not sleeping anymore. He's hanging out with Howie Mandel uh, in the underworld all night and then he's coming to school with like <laughs> uh, uh, Maurice gives him glasses some uh, uh, sunglasses to wear so it, it, Brian's not in a good place and uh, but he's just watching uh, Ronnie eat his lunch oh. oh he takes a bite of the sandwich immediately realizes something's wrong tries to wash that flavor out of his mouth with some sweet sweet apple juice takes a swig and it's fucking piss and then yeah. he spits it all up over the principal. 
who's standing right there. Yeah, at, at this point, I think when he reached for the, the quote-unquote apple juice, I turned away. I could I could not actually watch this. It Look was, away, Megan. Look away. Yeah, it was, it was stomach-wrenchingly gross. And uh, Brian's response to this is horrified empathy, realizing what he's done to another human being? Giddy laughs, Amber. Oh. Delighted, happy unconsiderate or feeling laughs okay well is there someone in this school he likes he does he likes uh kirsten played by amber barreto okay okay so kirsten kirsten she's smart i remember she's she's doing a science project he helps Mm -hmm. her come up with a cool idea and then demands to take credit for most of her work she refuses him quite handily yeah which i I like she's like i'm not gonna you're gonna make me do all the work no no thanks for the idea kid but shuffle on yeah but she's nice to him. She likes him. Yeah. Uh, so given unrestricted access to people's bedrooms, he, of course, respects her privacy and does not bring a mischief monster into her home. He he brings a mischief monster into her home and then watches her sleep, Amber. Watches her sleep. And then knowing full well that, he, that, that, that Maurice can't physically stop himself from being just dreadful, uh, doesn't pay attention to Maurice as Maurice takes her project that she's been working on so hard and uh, uh, horrifyingly turns, his, Maurice turns his own hand into an eyeless dog head face. Oh. And then that dog mouth uh, eats her homework, you know? It's, it's funny because it's a dog eating her homework. Get it, Amber? So it's worth watching a child sleep and breaking in the room and just taking the shit that they worked really hard on. But why? Get it? Hilarious. Why, why wasn't Brian paying attention? Because he was in her fucking face watching her fucking sleep. And maybe also just like touching her stuff and looking around her room and finding a picture oh, of himself right. and being he like, oh, that. she yeah. likes me. So he's busy fully invading her privacy. Yes. Uh huh. This is what he does to the person he likes. Uh huh. Yes, very much so. Okay. Okay. And just as a side, like this is a side note. We we see these consequences as well, where um she's giving her presentation, which like she did the project. It's a science project. You know, a, a night blooming cactus. She played with the lights and made it bloom in the day. And she'd written this thing, and she pulls it out of her bag, and you can clearly see it's like typed and there's like there's pieces missing sure but it's like torn like you could probably piece most of it together but you know who else is a fucking dipshit a real angela lansbury amber in this? so many so many angela lansbury's in this movie megan the fucking teacher the teacher apparently gives her a zero because but she had she had the project. Yeah, she could literally show him the report, mm-hmm. which granted is missing paid you know pieces. But like it's typed, it's there, it's in pieces. But what she can't bring it back tomorrow fixed up? Yeah, clearly what, the work was what done. What is wrong with you, teacher? That is that is some bullshit teaching. I'll tell you that much. We should probably explain the Angela Lansbury thing. I'm realizing. Mm, should we, Amber? Or should we just leave it as is? I mean, we could. We could just sight unseen. <laughs> I, I feel I feel the need to just take a quick moment okay. to explain that one of our friends, mm-hmm. um, she was trying to remember the name of a particular actor, and she said, oh, mm-hmm. that bitch. You know, the one who sings in Beauty and the Beast and, like, the mystery stuff. And realizing what she meant, but being really surprised, she used the term that bitch. 
I said, Angela Lansbury? She's like, uh-huh. yeah. And then later on, we decided to use it when one of us was being a real bitch. And yeah. just was like, yeah. you are being such an Angela Lansbury right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you brought it around so that we we kept using it, and it's it's a beautiful thing that has been done, and uh, it's also you know I in general Amber I don't love the word bitch like mm. it, you know it's loaded it, it's loaded depending on who's saying it from what reason like to who like it can be very um, upsetting mm-hmm. but calling somebody a really Angela Lansbury now that's that's fucking funny as hell. That's- that's comedy gold. I'm sorry. And yeah. it's because it is intended, you can already tell from the get-go, it is intended to be facetious. There's yep. there is no ambiguity in there. It's not like when you're you're dropping a bitch. You're, you're like you're looking mm-hmm. for context, you're looking for power dynamics. With an Angela Lansbury, you're just it's pure whimsy. It's just delightful. Ah, uh, yes. So Anywho. these fucking Angela Lansberries. Yeah, are a lot just, of them. Just bouncing into each other, causing ha- havoc. <laughs> doing terrible things uh-huh we also have to look at the monster politics so uh, yeah let's move a little bit on from the child monster that is that is brian mm-hmm. what we learn of this world uh maurice early on divulges that he himself is 11 despite being a grown man and yet has been doing monster stuff for 200 years and in that time has never been caught the way that brian caught him okay well let's get back to that because that's that's really upsetting, Amber. You mean somebody who's 200 years old but is trapped as an 11-year-old psychologically doing monster stuff? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, that I, is, uh, that's, that's pretty bad. Because how does that happen? Well, Megan, that's an excellent well, question. That's an hmm. excellent question. Uh, how does that happen? Amber, the more time you spend in the underworld, the more monster you become. Okay, okay. And appar- apparently, if you don't leave... Uh, by by, if you don't go back up into the real world before the sun is up, then you are trapped down in the monster world forever and become one of these monsters that you know disappear in the sunlight and and etc. Oh shit! So those are mistakes. Like, don't get trapped. It also means Amber that when we say Maurice is an eleven-year-old boy who's been doing this for two hundred years. 200 years ago, an 11-year-old boy got stuck in the underworld and disappeared, and his parents never saw him again. And then he lived without actually growing or or changing and became indoctrinated into this monster world, also filled with children who got stuck under the, the their beds and couldn't get back up into the sunlight, and then never saw their families again. Or the sun. And lived in the darkness mm-hmm. with each other. Oh, yeah. Amping each other up as, you know, preteens stuck forever mm-hmm. in the darkness. Yes. Well, to be fair, they do change. They do change. Thank you, Amber. They do change. Every time they get hit with sunlight, they become more monstrous. Yeah. Uh, Maurice grows horns very painfully at one point before melting into a pile of clothes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so all of these are traumatized, children, indoctrinated children. These children who have seen a little bit of sunlight. You know, and that's how we get, you know, just, like, d- creatures with, like, legs that are four times the size of their body. and. Mm-hmm. 
kids with pumpkins for heads. And... Well, okay. No, actually, that's true. There was mm-hmm. somebody who appeared to just have a horrifying shriveled pumpkin for a head. Yes. Uh, there and... was There was another kid who had a kid head. Yeah, until... Until, uh, well, Megan, there's a power structure here, apparently. It's not just willy-nilly okay. wildness. We learn pretty deep into the movie that there is somebody named Boy. Now, Boy lives at the top of a very tall staircase that is flanked by gargoyles that have doll heads. And we're told to stay away from Boy's staircase because around Boy's staircase, we find Snick, a very uh-huh. large, very angry, very terrifying monster. Yeah. Snick... We see harassing another monster who very much at the time still looks like a little boy. Mm-hmm. Snick is man-sized. He's telling this little boy, boy wants what, but boy gets what boy wants. Yeah. And apparently this kid did not give boy what he wanted. So Snick rips off his head, throws it into a basket, and then replaces it with a pumpkin. That's um in a peachy movie for kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we... It's not just, oh, he ripped his head off and put a pumpkin on it. It's, he rips his head off, talks to it some more, and then chucks it into a basket. And then we follow it as it falls into the basket. We see its little blonde hair. But when he puts the pumpkin on the neck, it runs off. So Yeah, so he's fine. He's fine. That's good. That's good. It's, it's a good thing your like, memories and, and, and brain don't exist in your head. So Monster World is, um, it's a lot. Uh-huh. So it kind of seems like maybe if a kid is brought down there to play, perhaps they're grooming him for another disappearance. Yeah, Yeah. it seems like they are, Ember. Okay. Well, well. That's not terrifying at all. Does, is, is, is Brian just completely on board with everything that's happening? Is there ever a breaking point for this little sociopath? Well, Ember, as you would say, it's all lolly frizzle giggles. Till they, uh, th- there's a line, Amber. Everybody wants to go up to this one room. Oh my god, it's so exciting. Ooh, what's there's in this room? Lo- yeah, let me tell you, Amber. It's a baby. Um, it's like a three month old baby. Oh, oh, and they, but are they, are they there's being really monsters. nice to it? Are they, are they being no. really nice to it? Because it's a baby. Make that baby cry, make that baby poop its pants. Literal words in this film oh boy so it's just a ring of terrifying see, monsters yeah, around we see a crib some of the most terrifying monsters here there's 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 shriveled pumpkin head there's something with eyes just eyes oh amber there's something with just eyes and they're yelling at the baby and they're laughing about it okay so brian brian balks at this Brian finally, finally hits a point where he realizes maybe this isn't okay. Okay. Okay, good. 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 Yeah. Good. Okay. Slight, slight bit of humanity left. A, sh- a sliver amber is left in Brian. There you go, Brian. There you go. Wait, attaboy, attaboy. Okay, so the, the uh-huh. light still doesn't work, but he is able to open the door to get the hall light mm-hmm. to, to clothe yeah. all the monsters into little clothing piles, because light makes clothing yes. pile monsters. But he, mm-hmm. Megan... Uh huh. His late night ramblings are not without consequence. No, Amber. He he gets a little. He he, he loses like part of his wrist. His his wrist start to, starts to collapse into clothing. Oh, oh, jeez. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. So, I mean, it's obvious that he's starting to monster up a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. But how do we confirm such things? What we know about monsters, they can travel through the shadows. He's able to do mm-hmm. that now on his own. They yeah. turn to clothing piles when hit with light. Ooh, that's starting to happen to him. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all we know so far. But scientifically, mm-hmm. he decides to also weigh and measure his height, despite <laughs> right. despite the fact that if 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 Maurice is actually eleven years old and is now the size of a grown man, what we know is that monsters don't Still necessarily grow shrink. A little bit, they or may no grow. Tree, yeah, yeah. But instead, he he he's like, oh shit, let's see if I'm. Oh god, I'm shrinking. Oh god, mm-hmm. I'm a different weight than I was. <gasps> I think I'm turning into a monster. Why? Yeah, that, that that's a whole piece. I'm not the, sure why they added that. I yeah. feel like having your flesh deflate into clothing was what you needed. You was pretty like that. Like, did you really need more empirical evidence? Really? Really? Mm, okay, so he's done. He's done with mm-hmm. Monster World. Yeah. And also he's pulled into a late night conversation at bedtime when the kids get everybody up and say, hey, everybody get up. We're getting divorced. Oh, that, that's that's how parents do it, right? I mean, I guess it was it was a separation. Mm. They were very, very adamant that they were not getting divorced. It's just a separation. Mm-hmm. But so when Brian goes to every room and cuts the leg off of every bed so that there's no under-the-bed shadows for monsters to travel through, his mother, talking to her friend, is just like, well, that's how he's dealing with it. Yeah, listening to the sounds of sawing. How would they have explained it if the parents hadn't split up? It's a good question, Emmer. It's yeah, and we we also learned that um, bo- this boy, which we have who we haven't met yet, really wants uh, uh Brian. Really, really wants to hang out with Brian. Really sees potential in Brian, and so he's very upset. He's upset that uh, Brian has figured out uh, the shenanigans and that uh, Brian doesn't want to come play anymore because uh, boy. Boy gets what boy wants, Amber. Boy gets what boy wants. Oh, jeez. So boy sends Snick after, uh, uh, well, does he go for Brian, Amber? That would be the logical thing to do because sure. Snick is a very, very large man. Everybody was fast asleep in the house. Brian believed that he'd taken care of every available avenue for monster ingress. Yep. Um, so he could have just uh, snagged the kid that that he wanted. Yeah, that would have been logical. How did he even get there to snag anybody? Ooh, yeah, monster magic. See, there was a pull-out couch that he magically made pull out, so there there would be an under the bed. And then you would think if you could do that, that why can't you just, like, lift? Why can't you just, the, yeah. Okay, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's cheating. It's totally cheating. It's absolutely but, cheating. Yeah. Uh, but then he grabs uh, Eric, the younger brother. Mm. Okay, okay, so Brian... Goes in with a bunch of flashlights to save his brother. Yeah, well, well, Amber, I mean, I think probably the best thing for him to do would be to actually, Brian, to engage more children to come down into the underworld to rescue his brother. Oh. It just seems logical to just just really drag more innocence into this. For his his mistakes. Okay, so... Yeah, of course. No, so he grabs Kirsten, whose life he's already made worse, and yeah, Todd, yeah. who is often referred to as Toad, who is a friend mm-hmm. of Eric, the younger brother. Yes. Well, are are they successful with this rescue mission? Okay, okay, okay. Setting the mm-hmm. scene. This this scene yes. always fucking horrified the shit out of me. Sure. Three overconfident children. 
well, technically just one overconfident child and two children who are along for the ride. Brian, yes. being an engineering genius, makes a super flashlight that's really super mm-hmm. bright and then brings a bunch of other flashlights and they go in. You'd think they'd go in sneaky. They don't. They go in loud and brash. Flashlights everywhere, turning monsters to clothes, leaving flashlights on the clothes pile so they can't reconstitute and they head straight for boy's staircase and then they call him out. Rawr, boy. And then boy shows up. Oh, well. Megan. Yes, Amber. Boy's, um. He's just a boy, Amber. Why? No. Why are you making those sounds? He's, um, He's got a boy face with boy hands, Amber. No. Oh, no. He's got a boy face with boy hands. I mean, he, he does. He can't convince me otherwise. He does, but they're not his. They're they're clearly not his. <laughs> he's he's wearing a little, little like, boy prep school suit. And he's definitely uh-huh. got, got, he's a flesh mask. It's a flesh mask and flesh hands that aren't his. They're not, they're not yeah. his. The, the camera pans around to the back of his head. Uh-huh. And you just see strips of the flesh from the face tied behind some just monstrous bulbous process that is his actual head. Uh-huh. And the hands themselves on the palms just have sections where they've clearly like ripped and there's just like slimy gray green skin underneath. He is wearing a boy suit. Yeah, he's wearing he he skinned a child and is wearing it. He's wearing a boy suit. He's wearing a boy suit. And Fred Savage sees sees this. He sees this yeah. with his two children friend and his little brother. Megan, his little brother, is tied spread eagle to a wall. Uh-huh. And boy has these giant darts. Lawn darts. That he's like, like casually pickles. throwing at him. Yeah. And boy, boy is not unreasonable. Boy just wants mm. Brian. Yeah. He just wants Brian. He wants Brian to stay. He says, hey, Brian, I've never seen potential like yours. You've taken to this so well. You, I can't remember the last time one of my little mischief makers was trapped. You're, you're, yeah. you're brilliant. You're ingenious. You're so good at this. So take your friends. They can go. Yeah. If your you brother just stay, can go. Your yeah. brother. These two kids that you brought for some reason, they can for go. For some fucking reason, you dragged into the underworld with you. They can go home. They can go they can home. home. Go home and see their families again. Won't that be nice? Oh, Megan, it I is... won't take their skin even once. Not even, not even some of their skin. <laughs> Megan, this is his chance to be a real hero, to sacrifice yeah. himself for the consequences that none of these kids should have to shoulder because it's his own actions. Yeah, that created yeah. this situation. So of course, yep. Yeah, Brian never once in this movie apologizes or takes a uh, uh, responsibility for en- any of his actions. So he's not going to start now, Amber. Fuck! I do believe he does scream. No deal. I'm going to count to three. You let my brother go. And just to be clear, boy is actively throwing darts at this small semi-conscious child while yeah. Brian is telling him, "Go fuck yourself. I'm coming for you. No deal. Give me my brother." Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so they shine their lights. Uh, but what they didn't realize, Amber, is all the toys in that room, because there's lots of toys in this room, are, are, are militarized. And there's little toy tanks that shoot things. And there's actual, these, these... actual bullets, actual explosive mm-hmm. bullets. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yep. that's right. And, and there's these prop toy planes that, that, you know, shoot things. Actual bullets. And... Again, actual bullets at these children. Yeah. Yes. These children uh-huh. who have flashlights. Yes. 
Yeah, and and just like luckily, all of those those actual bullets only hit the flashlight lights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And so then they're they're powerless, Amber. They're they're one thing they'd brought you know, lights that can break. They left half of them on their way over, attacking, you know, former children that became monsters that weren't doing them any harm at all. And then the rest that they had there got, got you know, broken by the, the real bullets that were coming at them. Yes. And just for good measure, there's also saw blades in the floor and a teddy bear with a drill for a nose that tries to drill into your sneakers while you're talking. Well, yeah, I mean, it goes without saying, Amber. So, I mean, the flashlights don't do nothing before they're broken. Yeah, um, yeah. They do make Boy rip off his flesh face and reveal his real face. Oh, my God, Amber. That was not fun. Amber, it's, he's just eyes and a, and, a, and, a, and a mouth, and they're all kind of squished to the middle of his face, and it, the, the teeth are all pointy, and he's like just one goopy head brain thing. No. I don't know. And, and he was wearing a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Manga. Yeah. Yeah. He he must have also actually been wearing uh, the the hair, too, because he has no hair. Yeah, he was. He was. There was sort of, it was almost yeah. like a toupee situation. Mm, it didn't great, completely great. fit over his whole head. Great. Yeah, great. Um, great. Great. This is great. Okay, so Brian has doomed them all. They get yeah. tossed into a pit, I, I assume, to await sun sunrise so that they will be mm-hmm. trapped there forever anyway luckily maurice is in the pit too he's been tortured by snick because he did not uh keep brian in the fold right maurice yeah. has a glimmer of goodness yeah and a lot of sadness because he remembers that he doesn't have a family yeah his family is long dead he's been a monster for 200 years amber oh boy okay okay he's- Okay, sorry. Okay. Yes. They regroup. They regroup. And and genius Kirsten uh, uh, realizes there's some pencils down there and there's an old uh, uh, phone and she can make some sparks and light happen from those things. Mm-hmm. And she's able to closeify uh, Maurice and then just, just slide him under the door. He lets him out. They still don't have Eric. No, no. What are they going to do? Well, Amber, what I would do is I'd go and regroup. I'd go back to the school and steal more lights. Okay. And bring yet another innocent child into it. Oh, we kidnap another kid. Okay. Uh, which kid? Yeah. I, I feel like they're out of friends. Uh, oh, yeah. They're out of friends, but they're going to bring Ronnie now. The bully. That, the bully. That he made drink pee. How did they convince? I don't know. I don't know. Megan. Hmm. So th- this is all happening in one night. I, Eric gets kidnapped. Yes. Brian goes and gets his friends, makes it an Uber flashlight, and then has an assault on Monster City. Yeah. They fail. They get sent to the shot at by actual bullets. Yeah, yes. Shot at on. by actual bullets and explosives. They get sent to the toy prison. Mm-hmm. Then they make it out. Yeah. Then they go back to the school mm-hmm. for more flashlights because you know. Just more. They will do it. They they actually make light suits. Mm-hmm. They're just lights hooked up all over their body. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to Monster World. Yeah. All in one night. And why do they need Ronnie? Well, Amber, these 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 light suits that they made need a power source. 
And so Ronnie, being a, a, a big dude, can carry um, about, I don't know, 45 pounds of batteries that he's going to, like, just jumper cable, uh, uh, you know, together when they stare. Because they get back in and have an audience with Snick and Boy again. Wow. Yeah. But this time they blew him the fuck away. Yeah. With their light suits. With light suits. Which they they do. They they I think boys they dead. kill yeah. boy ki- dies real quick. He does seem to just explode on yeah, just immediately. Yeah. But but these light suits are also um they might be bright amber, but they shine brightly but briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a one shot. Yeah. They just kind of explode after they light up. It should be enough. Boy explodes, Snick explodes, those are the two big bads. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they go looking for, for Eric. They get him out of one of the jack-in-the-box giant things, and it's all good. Everything's yeah. fine again, right? Yeah. Except that Snick is slowly putting himself back together. Uh, but he was blown up. Yeah, yeah. He's just bits and pieces that's pulling himself back together like Iron Giant. But instead of metal parts in a cartoon, it's flesh. Yeah, instead of like a... a, a, a a, a sweet and noble iron giant. It's a purple and blue hunchbacked child taker. And head ripper offer. Yeah, and head ripper offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Okay, so they're screwed because they're still children. They're children, their lights are broken, there's nothing they can yeah. do now. Well, there's nothing they can do, but have you forgotten about Maurice Amber? Oh my gosh, I did forget about Maurice. I, yeah, because he helped them. They could get out. And everything's, yeah. okay, so, but he's, he, Snick beat the crap out of him and broke one of his horns. Yeah, yeah, he has a flamethrower, Amber. I'm sorry, in addition to making light suits, they also fashioned a flamethrower? Yeah, they made a flamethrower, These Amber. sixth graders made a flamethrower. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, he used a, in a children's movie, he uses a flamethrower? Yeah, and and Snick burns to death screaming. Um, so we see a man set on fire, and then we hear him screaming in agony. Well, don't forget, we we see the man blown apart first, pull himself back together. Mostly, he's not all there; he's still missing part of his leg, at least. And then we see him uh, set on fire and kind of melt into a screaming puddle. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It screams for a while. It does. I think we just kind of leave it screaming. I mean, as we're leaving, we still hear the screaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Over there, triumphant. Escape. Oh. But here's the thing, Amber. It's been such a long night that guess what? The night is almost over. And and despite everything they've done here, Amber, all the all the things they've done to earn their freedom and, and, and just really win i mean i would i can't say it any better that these yeah that there's they shouldn't regret anything that's happened and they just won and now uh uh now they need to get out before the sun rises because they could still end up as monsters fuck okay i mean yeah all that shit did it was two trips to the school a bunch of bunch of like engineering shit two confrontations yeah Yeah, okay fair so they're out of time and now they're stuck Mm -hmm. yeah because the sun is rising they they go to they make it to 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 under their bed and oh amber it's it's just a ceiling they can't there's no hole there anymore the sun has risen they can't get up no shadows to pass they're through fucked well, they're, they're gonna, fucked amber they're gonna be monsters now they're yeah. all over mm-hmm. ronnie's cool with it 
Yeah, Ronnie's chill. I like Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie's pretty great. But, uh, hey, Megan. Yes, Ember. The sun isn't up west of there. Oh, yeah, this all takes place outside of New York City, it seems. Uh, so, yeah, they just need to run west. Yeah, they just run and run and mm-hmm. run and somehow keep keep missing, keep missing yep. sunrise. It's, it's mm-hmm. running and running and running. And then finally, oh, they make it all the way to California and they find Me some too. shadows under a man who's sleeping on a... Like a beach, yeah. lawn chair yeah. on the beach, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Makeshift bed, sure. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, okay, okay. Time to squeeze out. Time to squeeze out. Everybody's out. Everybody's out. Everybody's out. Except for Brian. Yeah. Not Brian yet. He's got to have a very long, very heartfelt goodbye with Maurice. Oh, is it because... Because um, like, it's goodbye, Amber. But it's, it's goodbye. Is it because, like, was Boy running the goodbye. magic? Like, now that Boy's dead? No, 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 no. So what... Why is it? Because they were still, like, monsters were still coming in and out uh, as they were running. Right, right, right. That's a really... And, uh, I mean, and they're about still to. Working. They're about to, too. Yeah. So the magic yeah. still works. So it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodbye. But they could I'll just... I'll miss you forever. But just, like, tomorrow night, he could he could see Maurice. I'll miss you forever. Let's, let's risk you not getting out to say goodbye tearfully. But he's gonna... It could, they could, he could just see him tomorrow. I'll miss you so much. I'll, I'll always remember you. Here's my leather jacket. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. Sad. Heart to heart. Mm-hmm. You're my best friend. I'll always miss you, even though I could see you again tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So he makes it out. There are no consequences. Everybody lives. Doesn't become and the monsters. Children run into the ocean in California, mm-hmm. on the other side of the country from where their homes are. Yeah. Huzzah. They're on the road to nowhere, Megan. And then they have a fun little call to their parents. Megan! Yes, their Amber. separated parents are in the same house because they were terrified because their two children suddenly went missing in the same night. But <laughs> it's so they funny. the fuck out. Yeah. It's so funny. Their kids are in California and it's all going to be okay. Is it? Their marriage is still in trouble. Those people are probably still getting divorced. This hasn't fixed anything and now their kids are in fucking california they can't explain that because their parents will never believe monsters are real it's and 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 it's not just those two kids there's five kids at this point there's three other families that need to there are be explained why their kids households yeah (laughs) like their kids are gone and now the kids are back but they're in california Mm -hmm. and they will never have a reasonable explanation that will satisfy those Mm-mm. parents. So there will no. always be this unsettling traumatic event that they were going to do their best to forget because they cannot comprehend it. No, how could you? The, the, the kids made it to California within like, I don't know, overnight. With no money. That's, with no money. This movie yeah. is terrible and horrifying. Mm-hmm. But also kind of entertaining. Yes, it is. I'm not gonna lie; it's entertaining. Yeah, no, it is. God. It's it's fun to talk about. It is how very fun. Very, very upsetting. It is so. And Howie Mandel's performance also is discordant because yes. he is just he's jumping around like a jolly Beetlejuice, like a happy oh, yeah. mischief. Be- We're just doing silly, fun things. I'm gonna make a pun. I'm gonna pick your nose and then eat it. Ha 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 ha! I turned my hand into an eyeless dog and chewed up some paperwork, and then I pet the hand. Isn't this funny? Magic is great. Let's play baseball and smash things we're good friends there's no tilt down here brian so abuse this pinball machine for cheating like it's just 
Yeah. Whoop, doop, look over here. Ha, 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 ha. But yeah, he's he's always on. He's on all the time. I really think it hides a deep sadness. Oh, yeah. He's an 11-year-old boy. Amber? Yeah, forever. Who doesn't have a family anymore. He never will. His family's long dead. And he can never leave the underworld or stop doing what no, he's doing. No, of course he can't. The, the, the son murders him. And his purpose is not a purpose. It's just pain. Yeah. To turn tormenting more others. To tormenting others and to turn more kids into his situation. It's sort of like mm-hmm. a lost boys, but worse. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Mary, what would you rate this movie on the rock scale? Regrettable, outstanding craze balls are okay. Is this like regrettable craze balls? I think I think you're just about right. Yeah, yeah. Like it's regrettable that it exists. It's craze balls that it exists. The fact that the hero is Brian, the sociopath, the worst of them all, the, the most Angela Lansbury of all the of them, biggest Angela Lansbury I think I've ever seen. Yeah, who learns no lessons? No, makes no absolutely apologies. Absolutely not. Never, never takes responsibility for his actions. Pretty much Kirsten and Eric are the the only, Kirsten, Eric, and Todd are the only true innocents in this film. They care about others. They manage Brian well. They try to do the right thing. And he puts Mm -hmm. them all in mortal danger. Yes. Over and over. They leave and then they go back in. Megan. Terrible. But also, like... Uh, and, and 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 maybe it would be interesting if I if I actually hadn't seen it uh, as a kid. Like I, I think there are these like kid feelings of like watching it when I was little and being both like amazed and horrified, and mm. those feelings of like, oh, this is so scary, yeah, and so intriguing yeah. all at the same time. Magical monster in a magical monster world in the shadows under my bed. And you can just like pop up in anybody's room, and then you do crazy things and it's like junk food i guess that's kind of cool and Mm -hmm. give a monster who's a friend that's neat you know at least he's not messing with you anymore and i get uh your parents are so angry oh this world is so scary oh boy it's so scary oh this place is terrible oh man oh maurice is a good guy but also he's trapped forever in this world Mm -hmm. no but magic and talking heads okay yeah Delightful, Amber. Yay. Megan. Uh-huh. Do you have a niece's story? I do. So, Amber, uh, at some point, um, we were at dinner, and uh, Dan was was helping Maddie with something. I can't remember. Um, uh, helping her, t- taking something from her. And it was like, he realized his hand was wet, and he looked over at Maddie, and and he said, did, did you lick me? And she said, No. And then she fully <laughs> went over to his arm and slurp, lick, licked his arm <laughs> and then said, yes. I'm sorry. Did you want me to lick you? Because here you go. No, I'm sorry about that oversight. <laughs> Seemed to be the response. Did you lick me? Oh, I'm sorry. Not yet. I forgot. Yes. Oh, uh-huh, wow. Uh-huh. I, I dropped the ball. Here you go, dad. Yeah. Did you lick me yet? <laughs> No, but here you go. Yeah, pretty great. Lick. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Wonderful. Amber, do you have a recommendation? Megan, I am going to recommend something that is probably not going to be helpful to anybody who will listen to this. Fantastic. But it's been so helpful to me, and I just want to talk about it. Megan, 
Mm-hmm. I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Yes. It means that, you know, my joints are a little loosey-goosey. Mm-hmm. They move around, hither and yon, yeah. in a most yes. displeasing fashion. Yeah, sometimes your, you know, arm just pops right out of its socket. Mm. Yep. And sometimes when I get really excited and I'm like shaking my hand around or just something just goes out. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. dumbest reason to hurt yourself, but also kind of amusing. I also simultaneously have something called POTS syndrome. It's postural orthostatic tachycardia something something. It basically Mm -hmm. just means I stand up and the blood goes down to my legs instead of my head and I get very dizzy. Oh, That doesn't sound pleasant at all. It's silly. I get dizzy a lot. But there are some things that are really, really helpful that I hadn't tried yet that my physical therapist recommended that I wish I'd tried earlier because why don't I listen to people? And to be fair, they are kind of expensive, but totally worth it. Ooh, what is it? What is it? So compression pants are helpful for the orthostatic thing. They literally squish the blood. (laughs) They keep your legs from taking all the blood. Excellent. So you don't get dizzy when you stand up. But Stop being so greedy legs with your bloodlust. But they're also stability compression pants. Ooh, what does that mean? It means like essentially they add this webbing into the leggings that... um, basically goes in the same places that kinesio tape does so like it adds Mm. stability to your joints while also adding compression and so when you put them on it's sort of like an exoskeleton and when i pull them on i move like a person and my blood goes to the places it's supposed to goes you mean you can just like stand up and not with impunity whoa like a standing fool stand up my blood stays where it's supposed to stay, and my uh-huh. joints do too. What? I know. So That's amazing. I, I'm sure there are a bunch of other brands. The one recommended to me by my very, very good physical therapist is the CWX brand. Uh-huh. I recommend CWX Stability and Compression Wear. Their compression wear in general is good. I also got one of their sports bras. Amazing. Sweet. I have relatively large boobs, it's hard to find a good, like, high-impact bra. Yeah. This is a pretty solid one. Nice. Their shit That's is awesome. expensive. Yep. yep. Sales are great. Yep, yep, yep. Amazon sells their stuff sometimes, too, and it can be a little bit cheaper, so it's good to keep an eye on. But if you have any any loosey-goosey hypermobility stability issues or any circulation issues, I highly recommend CWX stability and compression stuff. It's a That's bougie problem. Awesome. It's a specific problem. But if you happen to have this problem, look into it. It has is pretty great. It's pretty baller. And it's also kind of cool looking. That's amazing. I'm so glad. Me too. I'm going to stand up and down a few times. Yay. Just because I can. Just just because you can. Oh. Audacious. Mm-hmm. Megan, do you have a recommendation? Yes. Amber, I'm going to recommend Tick, Tick, Boom, which is a film. It is based on... Um, uh, uh, a stage musical by the same name by Jonathan Larson. Jonathan Larson um, is a, a, a musician who wrote uh, Rent. Um, and uh, this was like a, a one-person um, musical that he put on that also became like a two-person musical, which anyway. But um, Andrew Garfield uh, plays Jonathan Larson. Uh, it's directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, it includes, you know, the music from this. And it's in the story is great. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's wonderful. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, uh very good and and you know the thing is andrew garfield's really good he's 
just a really good actor. Okay. And that's all I have to say about that. Sure. Yeah. It's also got Alexandra Ship in it, Robin de Jesus, uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Um, anyway, it, it, yes, it's it's uh, it's MJ Rodriguez is in it. It was yeah, fantastic um, from Pose. Anyway, yes, uh, tick tick boom. Excellent. Thank you. Well, Megan, this has been lovely. Uh, I wish you it the best. Has been. I hope you have a good reading this year. Being a child is terrifying. Children themselves are terrifying i I suppose Mm -hmm. one of the the most important things we do is teach them not to be sociopaths like brian and that's an important job and i respect every parent who's succeeding at it yes good excellent oh i have a part here hey amber i will just uh close like i always do uh by saying we should build with the rocks we have yeah okay you know just the rocks we have are you suggesting that we shouldn't try and get more rocks if we need them? Just the ones we have, Amber. Okay, so you just basically only use the just resources. Just a very small, small wall. Just the only resources you have on a hand tiny wall. are the ones you should use. Don't ask for help. Don't go looking at other places. Just be, be satisfied with what you have. So this mm-hmm. kind of seems like a good thing to tell people in a capitalistic society. It's like, hey, you know, <laughs> you've got what you've got. Be happy with what you got. Be happy with what you got. Build with it. At least you have some or rocks. Something. You can make a kind of wall. It's like, yeah, but you mm-hmm. have like a lot of rock. You actually have like cinder blocks and shit and like insulation. Nah, and nah, 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 nah. Why don't you build with your own optic mods? fiber cables? Like it, no, it kind of seems no, like no, you no, have no. some. Yeah, no, no. I, I uh, central stay air. Stay in your own. Stay in your own lane, man. Just go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got. I do on have your some own little. Yeah, some mm-hmm. rocks, I guess. Yeah. Good. Bye. Bye, Megan. <laughs> <laughs>